Welcome to Arts North. I'm your host, Michael Cast. Everything art in Northern. Oh, wait, I did it again. I always, Sandra, I yeah. always do this. What'd you do? My tagline. What's your, what, what'd you do wrong? I forget it. You forgot your own tagline? <laughs> I forget my own tagline forever. Or, like, not forever, but every every show. So let's, I'm going to okay. do this again. So this is like a running joke for the podcast. Okay. Not really a joke. You should keep it. It's just a thing. I do. It's oh, on. Oh, it's in. Right? It's awesome. In. It's on. Uh, welcome to Arts North, your, your community connection for everything art in Northern BC. There you go. Regional and provincial and hopefully national, national maybe national next week. International? Not in well, I don't know. I've got some international listeners, but Anchor, who we have the who I have the podcast on, it allows me to look at different planets. Cool. So far, nobody's listening. <laughs> well, yeah, that you know of. I have with me today in the studio uh, the studios of CFIS FM, who I have to thank uh, um, for letting me use the. I I cut a deal with them. You did. Yeah, I cut a deal. I handle their podcast, and they let me use this room to to rant. In a beautiful room it in, is. In a beautiful room. It is. It's great. Yeah. I love it here. Sandra Claremont, thanks for joining me. Hi. Hi. Nice to be here. Why are you here? I don't know. You asked me to. I know. I don't really know if I have anything scintillating to share with you. Well, though. we were just talking about all kinds of Lots stuff. Of Right, we were talking about worthy to talk about on a radio. We were talking about sponges. We did talk about sponges. I can't use a sponge on the microphone because I'm not sponge worthy. Well, not sponge worthy from Seinfeld. What is that? So Elaine from Spun are uh, from from SpongeBob. From SpongeBob. <laughs> she would she would say because there was a shortage of the sponge, which is a um, contraceptive device. So she would basically um, rate a potential mate. On whether or not they were sponge worthy, oh my or God. <laughs> able to use a sponge on because there was a, there was a shortage. So there you go. That was a that's a sign. So so no hold on now now if you if you were sponge worthy, it means you had intimate relations. Yeah, like it was worth it was worth giving Going up a sponge. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. So 90s but what, so if she didn't so what if you were like baby worthy? Then there was no sponge. Well, yeah, but it was Elaine from Seinfeld. I don't know if yeah. she was necessarily I don't thinking think she that was, far ahead. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I like that show because it's kind of like this. It's, it's Well, we talk about art here. And, and the reason that I did ask you is because you are, uh, you do the stage. You love the stage. You sing. I do, yeah. Right? And, and you've, had, you've been a TV. I've been on TV. Personality. Yeah. yeah. And now, just recently... A radio personality. I know. I know. So uh, it's really interesting because I had done, um, obviously I worked at Shaw Cable for, I don't mean obviously, but I was working at Shaw Cable for about 10 years and I was doing VJing. and 10? Um, for 10 years. So I learned all about editing and, and being on air and doing interviews and using a camera and all the rest of it. Went over to CKPG and I was news anchor for five years there. And then I kind of um, completely changed uh, gears and I work with my husband. We have a bus company. Entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. And so I, you know, obviously when you're an entrepreneur, one person kind of has to keep working. That was me. And then got to the place where we felt that I was really needed to be. Hold on. With the company. <laughs> one per- <laughs> so anyway, the, the okay. thing is, is that then I kind of have always felt though that it's, I need that creative outlet. Yeah. And so um, uh, CFIS works really well because it's been really fun just doing some voicing and some ads and then doing a couple of three actually now, three, uh, three shows a week. 
You do three shows a week? I do. Yes, I do uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And you do the standard shows. Like, so you do our, our, um, what's the tag? What's the line? What's the liner? Um, uh, Boomer Radio. Yeah. So best of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I love it. awesome. I really love it. Do you listen to the Roadside Diner? Uh, Once in a while when I'm in my car and I I have my radio going, for sure. I listen. We're going to do a podcast of the Roadside Diner. Uh, Daryl, Daryl A. Bear is going to get his own. I love his voice. I Mm. wish I could, and I've said this on After Nine, I wish I could sound... But, you know, we all have our own we unique voices. We all have our own sound. Yeah. And if we all sounded alike, no one would want to tune in because it would just sound It'd the same boring. all the time. It right? would be boring. Yeah. yeah. So, but you do Judy, you also do Judy Russell Productions. Yes. And yeah. you've done quite a few. I didn't know you did, like, uh, you've done a lot. I've done a lot. So I probably, I'm going to say maybe close to 20 seriously i think if you count nutcrackers so but performance wise maybe maybe at least a dozen i would say since 2000 almost every year i guess so it works out to be that way so yeah lots of lots of fun times with judy and the crew that's for sure this is going to be this is going to be on a little bit later i'm going to so we're going to record it and i'll edit it i don't do any editing during it i just put in stuff the intro and the outro and yeah i was just talking to Teresa. Saunders, who is the general manager at the PGSO. I just had, that's why I'm dressed so. You are dressed kind of spiffy. Spiffy. Yeah. Because I had my interview for the assistant general manager. So I'm looking forward to that. But the reason I brought that up is because we talked about the Nutcracker. And the first show that I ever did in Prince George, I helped Bill with the lights on Nutcracker 15 years ago. Well, there you go. Yeah. Every two years that happens, and this is a nutcracker year. It is it? It is a nutcracker year. It is always on an odd year. Are you going to do it? Uh, not this year, no. Oh, I, come I on. haven't done nutcracker for probably about the last four or five times. Sometimes I help out backstage now. Mm-hmm. It's I kind of see it as a rite of passage. I see, you know, we do the adult part in the very beginning with, um, with the party, and mm-hmm. um, there's lots of new dancers that are now. Um, you know, advancing and they get to be parts, you know, mm-hmm. someone might be a doll or the Moor or something like that. And yeah. their parents are really involved. And it's really great to see them on stage. They get an opportunity to do that first scene and be a part of it. And so, you know, you step back and you kind of help backstage and wrangle the little ones. And it's a lot of fun doing that, too. You become the um, the elder statesman. Ooh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the all-knowing. So dance, too? Yeah. Yeah. I call it movement. <laughs> <laughs> elegant, me, elegant you know, movement. <laughs> you need me to move right, I'll move right. Yeah. You need to go left. But no, I'll as far left. as the actual dancing, that is left to the amazingly talented dancers that she has. They just boggle my mind. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful, yeah. wonderful dancers. Um, I, I don't know that, no, I'm not a dancer. I, uh, I, I talked to Judy, I sent her a message. I said, if you ever need, because I'm not, I never got my equity ticket, so okay. I can do amateur Oh, I thought you had your equity shows. ticket. Uh, no, they I did the did the, the apprenticeship. Okay. Uh, I had enough credits for it and they mm-hmm. but equity f- never got back to me on it. So okay. and I believe there's a reason for, it, right? There's you know, always who a reason knows, for right? <clears throat> yep. 
Maybe the universe said, no, you're going to be a shitty stage manager, <laughs> right? I told her, I said, I'd love to work yeah. on any production. There's lots stage of Stage management, work backstage. So I love backstage. Fun. Yes. I always tell people, imagine the show that you're watching three times as fast, <laughs> yes. in the dark, and yep. it has to be on time. Yep. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I know when it. we did Cabaret, we had uh, Salon All play, play from Canadian Tire. Mm-hmm. He was backstage and he got to witness what was going on backstage with all of the comings and goings and all the rest mm-hmm. of it. And yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty neat experience to see it. For yeah. Sure. And dressing. Yeah. And dressing. And oh. um, when things aren't going right and everyone's trying to make something work. Yeah. And then you see people really mustering and uh, solving problems really quickly. And and I think it brings out in in certain people, not everyone, that the you see the people that have the calm demeanor, mm-hmm. right? When they're backstage right. and they're like, you know what? This didn't work. Okay, we'll move on. We'll get to something next. Okay, let's do this. Because that's right? not the actors. <laughs> usually, no, no. Usually they're the ones that are like, oh my God. Oh my right? God, yeah. Yeah. Um, we had, uh, <laughs> I, can I say, can I say? Oh, I'm going to do it anyways. So we did um, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, right. Years ago at yeah, Theater Northwest. That's right. I was a. I thought my career as a stage manager had ended on the last show that day because one of the actors, I won't say who, uh, decided that it would be a good idea when they brought out the puppet stage. Okay. So the puppet stage rolled on. Right. And... He went out in nothing but a thong behind the puppet stage. So only the actors could see. Oh, one of those, like a little, like a little, um, like a little prank. It was a prank. And I thought, oh my God, there goes my entire stage management career. However, one of the other actors who, who was playing fiddle D or fiddle Mm -hmm. dumb, (laughs) <laughs> mentioned something about thank you so much everyone and those of you not wearing pants <laughs> so adaptability yeah, yeah adaptability it was yeah. a lot of fun and but i thought you know yeah i've seen a few pranks over my have you time. oh yeah can you share mm, no I, I best not oh lots of fun without Nothing any harmful. without any um, names one really fun one was actually uh one of our prop ladies and it was during nonsense and it had to do with a cake and some cocktail wieners oh okay and well, some this- olives and some olives. Yeah. It was fun. It was it was funny. The whole audience was laughing. It was a... Uh, you remember Carol Burnett? Yeah. Harvey Corman, And he yeah. could never, ever hold it in. It was kind oh, of one of those things. One of it those? Was, it was just... It was such a surprise. And it was really hard to stay in the moment. But the audience was part of our... Um, part of the show there yeah. wasn't the wall there yeah, like yeah, they yeah, were part yeah, of our yeah, show so yeah. it all made sense and it was all really organic and it was all just probably one of the funniest moments i remember being a part of and it was all about this cake that had cocktail wieners and olives on it mm-hmm. i'm just trying to picture it i mm-hmm. just let i'll just let my imagination yeah. run you wild can just let your one. imagination yeah. go yeah judy's daughter is in law oh is it her daughter-in-law anna Anna? Yes. Oh, oh daughter-in-law. Okay, yes. thank you. Yeah. Is directing. Yes, she is. She's going to be directing up. her first, prof- is it her first professional? Mm, no. Well, no? I guess if, I guess if you look at it as in town professionally, yes, with Theatre Northwest, um, I'm not 100% sure if she did something maybe over on the island. I'm not sure if it would be professional or not. Mm-hmm. But she definitely has had her hand in directing prior. Great. Yeah. Ring of Fire. Yes. And as a matter of fact, she uh, she did uh, 12 Angry Jurors that I was in mm-hmm. in 2000 and 
18? That was, yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah so she directed that. Yeah. And yeah, so, and then she does um, uh, Christmas Carol with Judy mm-hmm. and Evil Dead. So she's got some experience. I'm going to go back to the radio thing. I, I was like, oh, when I was surprised, uh, my wife's an entrepreneur. Yeah. And uh, she she had recently sold her business. But uh, when you said one person has to work, I'm like, oh, my God, that one person was me and I wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder she was stressed out. Yeah. She said to me, she came to me finally and she said, you know, I love you and I love the things you do. I'm 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 paraphrasing, and, <laughs> and I'm I'm awesome being a little more gentle else. on myself. Um, she said, "But you need to get a real job, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the stress for her was too much. Because um, as, as an artist or as a performer or as whatever, our our income is either you know chicken or feathers. Oh, you betcha, right? You betcha, yeah. So, how do you find being an entrepreneur? Uh, it's not for the faint of heart. You got to be creative too. Well, there. and I think that it has to be a balance. I've always said that um, my husband is definitely the entrepreneur because he has that um, risk-taking personality that he's willing to to do whatever it takes, and that means not taking a salary and um, you know working as hard as he can mm-hmm. and not having holidays and. You know, we went a decade without holidays or anything like yeah. that. And I'm, I, it's not a sob story. I mean, obviously, it's, it's just it what you do. Yeah. Um, m- myself, I'm a very, I'm very pragmatic. And I always think about, you know, that there's, you have to make a living and you have bills to pay and you have everything else. And so I think we kind of balance each other out that way that mm-hmm. um, it's a good, if we were both, if we we're both very aggressive and thinking that way, then perhaps we might have reached too far. Um, but because he's able to reach a little bit further than me, it puts us into a place where we can grow and um, and good things are coming. So it's all good. Yeah. So are you, uh, like in my household, there's an introvert, yeah, yeah. me, and the mm-hmm. extrovert, which is my wife. Yeah, it's interesting. She's also type A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not. I'm like all over the... So is that mm-hmm. is that the same way, you know? I think it is 100% mm-hmm. the same way as that. Um, and it's interesting when you say extrovert because... I think a lot of people would associate uh, extrovert. Oh well, you know, you've been on television and you and you are in plays and you go in front of people and you public speak. But that's, it's, uh, and I've seen this before with um, my sister does job counseling, so like Myers Briggs. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And she'll say, well, extrovert is what you do. It may not be who you are, and so a lot of that is where you find your, um, your re-energizing, right? Mm-hmm. So for me. My favorite place is when I'm at home. Yeah. In the, in, in the quiet of my home. That's where yeah. I find my my solace. Um, whereas my husband gets energy from people, right? So definitely extrovert, introvert. And yes, That's a. wild. Oh, he's an A is he big an a? time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my yeah. same thing. It's like, she, you know, she, I don't think we'd be married. We'd still be thinking about it. I'd still be thinking about it. Right? <laughs> She's like, no, we're getting married. Yeah, right? just just do it. One right? day, I, well, one day I'll tell the story about, I didn't even know I was getting married. <laughs> I did not know I was getting married okay. until two days before, something okay. like that. It was, uh, I almost missed my own wedding. <laughs> you almost missed your own wedding. In Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'll tell, I'll, I'll share the story. It was fun. Okay. It's so romantic and people would sob and I yes. don't want people to sob. And your wife so. is lovely. Um, yeah. She's yeah. a, she's a strong woman and yeah. she'll, um, she's got a lot. 
lot going on and uh yeah we, we're gonna be in kamloops and she's gonna get her she's gonna yeah. get a hole drilled in her head and and it's gonna go fantastic swimmingly well it's gonna go fantastic yeah yeah um so how do you you brought going into radio do you do you think you'll go back to tv no, they wouldn't have. How did you get into TV? <laughs> well, no. What brought you into TV? Well, you know, it's 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 funny actually because I was just talking about this with a friend of mine because um, I do a lot of stuff now with our company with admin and HR and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm taking a few courses and that type of thing, and I'm now surrounded with a bunch of millennials that we like were we've talking, talked about, yeah, and yeah. and they've had so much energy and they're so they're so positive and everything else, and it's 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 a completely different ball game, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, so much of what they're talking about, and rightly so, is about education, education, education. You need the education, you need the certificate, you need to have, you know, um, go through school and you have to graduate and you have to be. And I've just been that type of person where things have, I've either been maybe really open to something and it's come to me and I've been, um, been a really hard worker, I think. So that's part of it. But I honestly, I was working at the 770, and anyone listening that is probably over the age of maybe eh, 40 would have gone to the 770. And it was a nightclub in town, and it was fantastic. And that's what I did. I worked in hospitality, and I loved it. And um, Owen and Rick, who were doing the community station at uh, Shaw, Mm -hmm. they approached me and just said, do you want to host a TV show? So I went, yeah, of course. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Yeah. And at that point, I hadn't even done any theater at that point either. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of happened really kind of crazily. It wasn't anything I was um, searching for. So no it, training. No training. I know, right? Funny. Well, yeah, I was, I'm watching the levels here on the, on the monitor, and you project really well. Oh, well, thank like you. Like your voice. Uh, <laughs> For a stage person, that's a, quite a compliment. Well, and I think yeah. over time, I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to age myself too much, but um, so 30 odd years old when I started doing theater with Judy, about that same age that I'd started doing television and I'm I'm 52 this year. So 20 years of having a little bit of experience. And I guess that's kind of my point is that sometimes, you know, things shine on you and you're able to take advantage of a situation that appro- that comes to you. Um, I don't think that's a natural progression. I don't think that just people that never go to journalism school become anchors of news stations. Mm-hmm. I don't think that happens. Um, I had a lot of experience, though. I'd I'd really learned a lot at Shaw. I worked under um, two really, really talented people mm-hmm. that, that gave me all of their knowledge. Um, you know, I felt comfortable in front of the camera. Uh, so I think... It all just kind of worked that way, but it was a bit daunting to always be working with people that had their BCIT or their SATE or their NATE, and uh, they all I came and asked what school I went yeah. to. And I'd say I didn't go to school, like I never went to school, and um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. Like I have a 16-year-old son who's graduating, and and I want him to go to school, and mm-hmm. I want him to find his path and to get anything he can under his belt so that he has all the tools he needs. I kind of had to make my toolbox, and I think that's maybe a little bit evident to a generation that we grew up in. I don't mm-hmm. know whether or not that's plausible anymore, but that was my story. I find that it was the same way that when I went into theater here in Prince George, like I had cut my teeth in theater in Toronto, 
and but I never went to school. I had the opportunity to go to school, but I made choices that were not in in didn't lead me there. Right. And uh, when I got out here, I met Jack Greenhouse, and I said, Jack, I want to be a stage manager. He said, Come and see me. And so I did. And the same thing, you know, I would say they I would get, oh, what school did you go to? And I'm like, well, I I didn't go to school. Some people sort of, you know, poo pooed me or brushed me off. Like, uh, however, I met my mentor as a stage manager, um, Heather, um, Heather Thompson. She didn't go to school either. Right. And she became a professional stage manager and works all over the country right. and does a fantastic job. Yeah. And I learned so much from her. Uh, and I love I love the fact that you were saying it was Owen and Rick that yes. were imparting their knowledge mm-hmm. as an artist. Uh, and then you, you also alluded to it earlier about being backstage and giving young people and anyone else an opportunity and sharing like... Like too often artists or creative people keep their little secrets, Yeah, you know, uh, and, and I think at the detriment of everybody else, we share that and it just becomes a richer sort of gene pool. Yeah, it does. Right. Yeah. And I just love that. And it's that. exciting to watch that. I started working with Pocket Theatre uh, oh, a few nice. years ago. Uh, yeah. Peter Matus had, um, had asked me to be a part of this amazing production that just holds a place in my heart called Marion Bridge. Mm-hmm. And it was a, it was a three, three woman play with um, my girlfriend, Catherine and her sister, Krista. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a meaningful thing for me. And so I've been working with pocket theater now, um, you know, when they're doing things and it's like you said about that kind of just uh, finding a community again, just like with Judy's where people are creative and supportive and wanting to, um, lift each other up mm-hmm. and not um, not compete with each other, but to lift each other and and it's really exciting to 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 see that vibrancy in this town. Like it's it's really quite amazing. This town ha- is like is two identities. You know, I mean, there's the. Uh, uh, I mean, we've had we have a conservative MP, mm-hmm. right? And uh, and it and we can be a really conservative city, yet. Our arts community and socially, you know, with the with the LGBTQ totally. community, yeah, um, and we're so open, yeah, and accepting, yeah, definitely, yeah, and, definitely, and the arts community, especially. I was here 16 years ago. I came here and I was homeless, and I was like, I said to my dad, I said, I think I might stay. I don't know, I, you know, I might go to back to Jasper, see if I can find work there, and. I said, but the only thing that'll keep me here is the art scene. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, like, it's just, it's, you know, what's really interesting is I was just down at, uh, I was down at the Legion on Saturday night because my niece, Brit AM. Brit, um, yes. She's Brittany to me, but mm-hmm. uh, she had her album release and she had a couple of um, artists opening for her, Genevieve Jade. Yeah. And um, the Brain Porter. He's amazing. Oh my God. So like the night was so amazing. It was my first time there to watch these amazing talents and partial to my niece, of course, just absolutely proud of her. And just to see, you know, again, like just everywhere. Chris Goodwin's another friend of mine, mm-hmm. and um, I watched him at a at a fundraiser, and I was just gobsmacked by him. You know, it, it, just fantastic, fantastic. 
Uh, I've been talking to Britt, trying to get her oh, yes. in this room. Busy girl. Busy girl. Yeah. yeah. She, so our timing was off. We were trying to. I got uh, I got a message from her. Oh my God! I had an emergency, yeah. and I, and I'm like, that's cool. It's life. Life happens, right? Yeah. What are we gonna do? So so I've been back and forth trying to trying to get her on. So yeah. hopefully when I get back from yeah, Kamloops, I'm so proud of her. Like just yeah, from her and what you're stuff. saying about it's not just about her and her album. Like the fact that she has a record label now and she has other artists Incredible. on her album yeah. and she's helping other people and it's it's really cool. Good egg records. Good egg records. Yeah, good egg records. Everyone's a good egg. Are they? a good egg. Mm, yeah. 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 Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not judgmental. I just make observations. You're a good egg. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to, I'm hopefully get her on, talk yeah. about that and talk about her new, her new album. Mm-hmm. I like to call them albums. I'll still call them I'll albums. Call them an album I will too. probably call them albums. Are we albums. supposed to call them something different? I don't care. I don't, you know, it, it's CD? an album. No, that's CD. not right. Uh, I can't play a CD in my computers anymore. No. What is it? Like a. It's an album. Okay, let's call it's it an album. Okay. Yeah, I, like I don't it. care. Um, I get some looks from younger people, and when I say album, and mm-hmm. they're like, eh? Yeah, but some of them are playing lots of vinyl and stuff now. Starting to. Right? When I talked about the 770, we actually did vinyl to vinyl, two turntables. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Stones came out with uh, their um, Blue and Lonesome LP. Mm-hmm. Sold more vinyl than it did online or CDs. Ah, there you go. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Because there's nothing like it. And the album art from back then. Yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. What do you? What's the future hold for you? Oh, I don't know. Gosh. Um, doing another play with Pocket Theater. Um, it will be this spring. Ooh. Can you I can know. you lay a name on this? Um, Maybe. It, is, it has three women. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Um, and it is a Bath little... It's a, it's a southern southern gothic okay, no, okay. horror. Oh. A bit of a dramatic comedy. Um, yeah, it's great. I'll tell you more about it once uh, once we get a little bit more yeah. into when we're actually going to start advertising and mounting it. So that's really exciting. And um, work, 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 work. Busy, busy. Uh, graduating son. So that's... That's and you'll be busy. graduating. You're taking. Well, I'm taking. HR. I'm taking an online course through BCIT, That's still a course. and it's one. This is my first course, yeah. so I have many more to do mm-hmm. if I'm going to actually get my diploma. So I may be like, you know, seventy years old. Are you self-disciplined enough? I was. Gonna, I, I'm, I'm very not. disciplined. Are I'm you very disciplined? I'm not. Yeah, I'm quite I'm, disciplined with it. I'm the worst. Yeah, I'm a Libra disciplined. Is Although it? I think we're is it a Libra? Procrastinators. I don't know. I go in, I'll go home and I'll say, okay, I have to work from this time to this time. And then I can go veg in front of Netflix. Okay. Well, yeah. And There's I do. stuff on Netflix. Sometimes. I've, I watched, uh, I watched a, a show called the, the soundtrack of our lives with, um. Really? The produce, the, the record, the record mogul, Gordy. Oh, I can't remember his last name. All from from Janis Joplin, all the way to um, Babyface. Oh wow! And okay. L.A. Reid. Yeah. So that whole thing for yeah. fifty some sixty some years. That's crazy. Right. The first uh, signing yeah. Santana. He was the driving force be- behind Santana's seven Grammy oh, award okay. winning right. album. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know what another one that's really good on Netflix is, is uh, Woodstock. I saw that. Uh, Fantastic. I didn't know. I did not know half of the things they talked about in that documentary. Same here. I didn't. I was like, oh, well, you know, it was a great time. People went, they watched, blah, blah, blah. Had no idea about the guys that put it on, that they basically lost their shirts They lost their shirts, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, The the whole military thing, bringing the people getting together and bringing in food. Loved it. And that. And I thought, wow, what? And the security guys? Yeah. Oh, Remember? I met Wavy Gravy. You did not. I did. I met him at a Grateful Dead concert because <laughs> I'm an old dead hand. I have to admit. Okay. I met him at a Grateful. I didn't know who it was okay. until. So the guy's like, hey, man, go to light. And I'm like, sure. Uh I was I was under the influence of a, a hallucinogenic, so people questioned my, you know, that maybe you didn't. Say maybe it wasn't waving. <laughs> so I I gave this clown. He was dressed as a clown. Yeah. Well. And I said, here's yeah, here's a light. And this big sort of gruff guy next to him said, yeah. you know who that is? And I'm like, no, man. He says, that's Wavy Gravy. And I'm like, get out of here, right? Yeah. I kept that lighter. It was a purple crystal that's type really lighter cool. forever. Yeah, it was a Grateful Dead concert at Canada's Wonderland. Isn't it amazing, though, to think that pretty much half a million young people got together and it went other... I mean, there was a few little, yeah, you know... Yeah, a like few glitches. A few glitches. But there was no violence. No. Because, yeah, it was just, it was so neat to watch. I recommend it. I actually said that on, on the show, I think, last week. Because there was um, there was a song, Woodstock. And I said, you know what? If you haven't watched the Woodstock documentary on Netflix, do so. Do so, it yeah. Because so interesting to watch. And when you said Santana, that reminded me. Because in that show, they have Santana. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and then... Who was the fellow that started off and he had to keep going? He had to keep going for two hours. because yeah, there yeah. was no one else coming on. No one else yeah. was coming on. And it turns out I was I was watching, uh, or I was reading something a little bit later on. I don't know if it was in the show, but the Who, uh, oh, who right. were th- who were there, played played uh, or were 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 really choked at the Grateful Dead because the Grateful Dead went way over time and took up the who who had ended up playing it two or three o'clock in the morning when people were sleepy yeah yeah but i saw the who in toronto it was supposed to be their last their farewell their quote unquote farewell concert but so many farewell so many people do do you think that's disappointing i think it's disappointing if you see them and you think it's a farewell but it's not a farewell yeah Yeah. well when they say Mm. it's a farewell but 10 years later it's a reunion and suddenly they're touring every i don't know every year because elton's on his big big farewell one again will it be i don't know my wife saw him when he was here same um he has a connection here did you know that he knows somebody here. His his uh, partner, right, or husband? Yeah, I don't know if husband, they're. Yep. Are they married? Yep. Has family here. I did not know that. Yeah, I did so not know that either. So the that's here. why he played here. Well, yay for that. Yeah, because that was an amazing concert. Did you see? Um, I saw Colin James. Did you see Colin James? Yes, I've seen. That Colin James. was. Yeah. F- What's your best concert? What's what's the best? You've probably seen way more ever? than me, but what's your favorite concert ever? I, I think my well, I go by three, I go by three rules. Okay. One is atmosphere, okay. so it has to be Grateful Dead. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That, so the atmosphere of Grateful Dead. Um, <clears throat> for sound, sound wise, it was uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan opened for Dire Straits at the Varsity Arena in Toronto, okay. which is the University Arena, which is about the size of. Of the CN Center. 
oh, here in Prince nice. George. Okay. Yeah. Their lights weren't working. So it was just like just a very plain it wasn't like showy showy. Mm-hmm. So two of my favorite guitarists in that one. And uh as far as as far as overall show goes, it it's kind of a, a toss up between Genesis and Oh, okay. Um David Bowie. Yeah. But Queen are, oh I saw Queen in eighty three. You are making me extremely jealous right now. Yeah. Yeah. If you saw Queen, I want to like reach across that desk <laughs> and smack you. It was um it was wonderful. Yeah. It was oh, a great you know that it was you can see the footage of the two concerts they did in they did Montreal and Toronto. Yeah. They filmed those and they put them together and there is some footage out there. Yeah. of of them live. He's he's incomparable as far as I'm concerned. Like, we no got a show coming him. here. I know. Queen. Yeah, and I I don't know. Have you have you seen that one? I or? haven't seen. I didn't. I didn't even hear yeah. about it until. I'll have to do a little bit of research. I want to find out if it's uh, like how long it's been around, and you know if it's yeah. just. I don't know. I'll 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 see whether or not I'll do that one or not. <clears throat> but uh, I'll yeah. probably check it out. Yeah, I have not I seen nearly as cool of shows as you have. I lived in Toronto. I well, that probably helps. So for ten bit. years there, yeah. right? And then <clears throat> and then I did. I did take off for a year and follow the dead for a while. Oh, so you are a literal deadhead. Literal, yeah. 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 Frank Peebles mind. wrote, oh my gosh, it was hilarious. We were doing it, I was doing an interview with Frank and he just kept going back to this yeah. little well, deadhead cool. thing. And I'm like, well, okay, it's fun, but yeah. it's done, right? I have a friend yeah. that's a Nine Inch Nails um, aficionado. Oh, yeah. Can I say that? Is that? Would that be, I don't, there's probably a better word for it. A nine inch I would nailed. say groupie, but I don't know if that necessarily. No, like, groupie, so groupie implies kind of, you know. No, I don't think so. I think of. it's more huge fanship going pretty much to any continent that they happen to be playing on or happened. No, that's intense. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. go, I don't know if I'd go to another continent. Yeah. Um, I think I went to Foo Fighters in Seattle a couple of years ago with mm-hmm. my son, and that was an amazing experience. I love the Foo Fighters, so yeah. uh, that was really, really cool. Um, He's got a show on Netflix. I know. Have you seen it? I haven't watched it yet. Ah, okay. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. And saw Gaga with my girlfriends. How was that? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Now, I grew up 80s, yeah. Madonna fan like no other. Yeah. Went to Madonna. Um, it was a great concert. Don't get me wrong, but Gaga, man, that woman can sing. Like she is amazing. She just she blew my socks off on how absolutely great she was as far as a concert. Loved it. Um, yeah. Other than other than maybe Hamilton, that was my favorite show. We went to Hamilton in New York a few years ago. My girlfriend. No, that. So so you. So yeah. now we're even. Now we're even Queen, Hamilton. Queen and Hamilton, okay. I think we're even. I have to say that was a little bit of bragging rights. We were so fortunate we got a lottery, or we won a lottery, I guess, mm-hmm. um, where we all tried to get on to get tickets, and one of us got um, in with this lottery. It's like so hunting we got, season, trying to get your moose We got four tank. tickets. Yeah. They, were, they were like a couple hundred Canadian wow. each. People are paying eighteen, two thousand, twenty five hundred dollars a ticket to go see Hamilton. Yeah, and it was did not disappoint. It was astounding. I was uh, I was so ha- like when I heard about the, and I think as as creative people, we have a we have a responsibility to to call out uh, those um, personalities 
that are detrimental to the rest of society. And I and I and I when we talked about this earlier about about maybe ten you were saying what maybe twenty years ago that stuff was okay. Some of it was okay. Mm-hmm. We or it wasn't really it it was it was okay externally for us, but internally we we cringed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about when like jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, but but yeah. In the one of the main characters in Hamilton called out Trump and said, said oh, or yes. Pence, Pence, it was Pence. It was Pence when because he was Pence had the, gone to watch. Yeah. And then he made a, an after the show they came out and did a a public announcement about it. Yeah. And uh yeah, definitely. Well, the show is really amazing because I think it um it's um it's race blind. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, Lin-Manuel did the Miranda did um, Hamilton originally. Right. Because he wrote it. Yeah. And but then when we went and saw it, it was an African-American man that played Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So it's all based on like your talent. Like if you're the guy that can sing this thing the best, then you get then that you part. Get the job. If, if you can do Eliza the best, then you get the part. So it's it's getting away from that. um the standard of saying, well, you know, back in back in the day, Hamilton was a white guy. And, you know, so we have to make sure that from now on, we always put that person in that way. So it's just a different way of looking at it. And I tell you, it does not make a difference when you're in there watching it. It is just a beautifully done historical mm, telling Yeah. to music. It's fantastic. And... I was talking to somebody earlier, you know, earlier in the week, and I said it does. I don't care what they look like, what their co- color of their skin is, what their what their gender is, how what the, what they identify. It do, it doesn't matter to me mm-hmm. if they can do that. Then mm-hmm. good for them, yeah, right? Indeed. Go do it. Hundred percent. Right. Yep. Go do it. Uh, and and it we had a we had a, an Asian Alice for Alice yes. in Wonderland. Yeah. And there's nothing like it. it was so far from like her her identity was so far f- removed from me thinking about her yeah. as a person or as an actor or as a yeah. character especially with alice in wonderland because it's not Blonde, real. And, you know the little, like it's not real it's not even based yeah. on historical yeah. facts or anything either so it's a weird story it is a little i weird. love it it's a bit trippy i love it right yeah. you wonder about uh, when they wrote that uh probably i think um um <laughs> Uh, opium and <laughs> what's the green little green little green fairy? Uh, it's a drink. Mm. Oh, um, absinthe. Uh, yes, yeah, absinthe. I've never tried it. Yeah, I, I'm not no, going I, to. I, I mean, I, I, can't, I don't even know if the absinthe that they sell oh, not now, now is the same absinthe that they used to do back in the day. I don't think so. Because I think it'd probably kill you. Back in the day is funny. Back in the day. I hear 20 year olds say back in the day. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even thinking back in the day meant the 20s, like way, 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 you know? The 20s? Uh, absinthe? absinthe? Maybe the late, right, er, late 1800s, early 19s. Yeah, yeah, early 1900s, late 1800s. When they were pushing like opium addicts out the back door into the river. Wow. Because they would die right there. On yeah. The, I could not. Well, I can't imagine it, but I'm not going to get into that story. Right. Uh, so when is this play come out? The new one? The um, we're already um, doing readings and stuff for it. And um, so we're looking at doing around May. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty big, I'm not going to say big as far as scale, because it really is just mm-hmm. three three people on stage. 
Um, but it's very um, involved, I guess you could say. It's difficult rehearsing when you have so many different schedules, yeah. so many different people who who don't, who are unable to. If they could, I'm sure they would commit mm-hmm. that time every yeah. single day for eight hours. Uh, yeah. I, I'm a, I'm amazed by it. Like I'm well, amazed I'm by more it. fortunate because the fact that uh, we do have our own business. Um, not to say that I don't work hours, but I just have the luxury of maybe a bit more of of working more flexible hours. Yeah. So if I need to be doing something on, you know, the middle of the afternoon, I've got my phone, I'll work that night, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But someone that's working a conventional job, definitely, you know, sometimes people do have to pull an eight hour, 40 hour week work and that we, uh, work week, and then they only have you know, a, a finite amount of time during the evening or maybe on the weekend to do something. So trying to get those um, hundred hours, I mm-hmm. think is what um, usually they'll say in the industry is that, <laughs> you know, to put something to stage, you're looking at about 80 to 100 hours mm-hmm. worth of work. So to do that with people working full time, it definitely is a labor of love. I always, uh, I hear people say, uh, oh, you know, I'm retired. I f- finally have the time and i'm like no you know what man you had the time so these people they're they're committing mm-hmm. their time to to yeah. something they're they're impassioned yeah about yeah right? that's part of it i think yeah you'll it's do anything i think if it's a passion my yeah. husband's um loves playing hockey rec hockey oh does he yeah so it doesn't matter how much he works he wants to go out and have his hockey yeah. Right? That's where he gets his fulfillment. And he'll make time for it. And you make time for it. Yeah. So it's. I think it's about having something in your life that's not just work-based, right? To keep yeah. you having fun and keep you young and happy. Yeah, you know? happy. Um, and, you, and you know what? It's not about being good. It's not about being a great writer or a great artist or a great actor or actress. Uh, it's about the joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah, definitely. And the camaraderie too. Oh yeah, right. I think the friendships. I mean, the friendships that I have developed over the last little while, uh, meeting people in the theater and the music, um, you know, or p- maybe not really friendships, but acquaintanceships that, but they're like just yeah. joy, right? Yeah. I'm just happy to see the person, yeah. right? You know, and 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 hopefully people will find the time to find some joy. Definitely. We need that. Yeah. yeah Sandra, that. thank you so much. Thanks, Michael. I think I ended that on a good one. It was. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for uh, for coming and joining me here. And uh, uh, maybe, because I do host the After 9 on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. when you get to the point that, that yes. they're ready to... We'll have the director or the yes. producer. I'll bring the gals, too. Bring the gals. Bring the gals. Right on. Yes. Sandra Claremont, thank you so much for joining me in Arts Thanks. North. And uh, I don't know when I'll put the next one up. I've been doing weekly. It's been working out all right. Thank you. This podcast is recorded at the studios of CFIS-FM in Prince George, British Columbia. Produced and edited by Take 5 Media. If you're interested in seeing any of the Arts North video interviews, check us out on YouTube, look for Take 5, or you can go to www.take5media.com.